Hey, this is Matt Irwin, and you're listening to Music City Gold on Penalty Box Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to Music City Gold, part of the Tony Box Radio Network, and welcome to the best week in hockey. I'm your host, Kyle. With me, as always, is Daniel and Matt. Hello. Hey, guys. It is playoff hockey, boys. Dude, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. You can't tell with my voice, but I could barely work today. I was trying to finalize my bracket, which I just submitted a couple minutes ago, right before the show, and I can still edit it, but... I'm going to be in a constant state of flux over the next 24 hours. It is incredible. Best time of the year. Yes. Matt, how do you feel? Oh, yeah. Definitely the best week of hockey for sure. Just looking at the first round matchups, which we'll get into and unpack later in the episode, so many storylines riddled throughout the playoffs this year. I'm so excited. There's some juicy first rounders looking ahead at potential second rounders, conference finals. Oh, it's going to be great. I'm so excited. Can you tell? I can definitely tell. I've got my bracket in. Daniel's got his in. And Matt, yours is in, right? Oh, yeah. By the time this episode comes out, it's going to probably be too late to join, but Music City Gold is doing their own bracket on the NHL Bracket Challenge. Last count, we had just over 50 people entered. Yeah, I think 52 right now. Pretty good showing. We're going to be giving away some sweet prizes, which will remain unnamed at this point, but we got some really cool stuff cooking for y'all. So, And of course, if Matt, Daniel, and I win... We obviously won't be giving ourselves prizes. We will contact people for those. Well, it's just bragging rights. Bragging for us. rights for me. True. I mean, to be honest, the only reason why we do brackets is just to brag on each other. I will never obtain my near perfect bracket from two years ago. It, it will never happen again. Statistically, it's highly unlikely likely that I'll ever submit a bracket that is that perfect ever again. Like, how much percent perfect were you, dude? I'm gonna have to pull it up because I have a screenshot on my old phone. But I was in the 99th percentile. I, I was near flawless. I, I think I had missed just a couple of game picks. It, it was incredible. Uh, I will never do that good again. So I just well, have to tamper my expectations for every bracket I yeah, submit. That was last year. This year, I hope you get destroyed. So No, it was two years ago. Okay. So I, last year, I didn't do too hot either. So it's just, I, I will never reach that pinnacle of achievement ever again. And it's just kind of a fact. So And speaking of facts... One fact we did learn is that Matt has no idea how headphones work. <laughs> yeah, we had a little technical difficulty right before the show started. We were trying to sh- you know, troubleshoot our audio because Matt could not hear in his monitor. And uh, we quickly realized that he didn't have the headphone cable plugged into the headphones itself, which is a key component <laughs> for hearing your monitor. So uh, yeah, it's, we, it's we got it fixed, guys. Yeah, so we're good to go. I figured it out. We, we figured it out. He can hear us, and we are now ready to talk playoff hockey. Boys, the Preds have finished their 20th season, which has been quite the historic run for them. They have gotten their first ever President's Trophy, their first ever Central Division win. They are the Western Conference regular season champs, and they finished with a high of 117 points, which is their best since the 2006-2007 season, where they finished with 110 points. And their record for the entire season is 53 18 and 11. That is incredible. If you had asked me that we would have won the President's Cup trophy at the beginning of the year, foreshadowing or 
uh, our preseason predictions, which I did not pick them to win the President's Cup trophy at the beginning of the year, which is pretty funny because when we unpack that, it's going to be hilarious, let me tell you, because we had some crazy predictions. I think the team that came just short of winning it all came out with a chip on their shoulder this year. Yeah. I don't really know how else to put it. They they are playing like a team that wants it. Um, I know today I saw a post um, on the Tennessean by Adam Vinnigan uh, about the uh, 61-35. I don't know if y'all got to read it. That did not. Oh, my gosh. It was fantastic. So 61-35 is now the number of a banner that is hanging in the locker room. And it signifies the amount of time that basically was remaining before they could have won a cup. So when Patrick Hornquist put in the goal, there was 95 seconds left in the game. And had that goal not gone in, they would have been able to you know, try to win that game and go on to a potential game seven, which was another 60 minutes. So 61-35 was the amount of time that they came just short, short of winning the cup. And now they have that hanging in the, hanging in the locker rooms as motivation. And that's when I knew, I was like, that's why we won the President's Cup trophy this year. That is why they want to win the Cup this year. They came that close to tasting it all. And uh, you got people coming back, Fisher's coming back too, just just to have a chance at it. And I honestly think they believe this year they could. Last year was a nice story. We get in as a wild card, make a run. This year we're here and we're legitimately here. It's now up to execution on the ice. So we'll, we'll see what pans out, but... I'm thoroughly impressed with the season that we put together. What I love is the fact that the Preds don't even care about superstition. Came out, touched the President's Trophy, and was like, you know what? Screw that. Touched it twice. Touched it twice. <laughs> Let's get the cup now. Don't care. And I love that because superstition is great in hockey, but I think people put too much stock in just the Stanley Cup. Winning the trophies they have so far this year is impressive because not every team does it. Yeah, I think it was Yossi who said that as a team, they collectively decided that they were going to go ahead and touch it because they got awarded it, so they were going to go ahead and receive it and appreciate it for what it is rather than being superstitious. Just a little stitious, but not superstitious. Yeah, I think even Forsberg, he kind of threw a little shade against the Capitals because um, in the postgame interview when they had won it and clinched it, uh, he even said, <laughs> yeah, some teams win it, some teams don't, some teams win, some teams lose. It obviously doesn't mean a lot for the Capitals, and I laughed pretty hard at that because, I mean, they win it every year almost the last couple of years, and it has not meant anything for them. But what he was trying to get was there's no curse. It, it, I mean, we even did some of the stats behind it. About 26% of the time they end up winning. Uh, that's great odds for winning the Stanley Cup, by the way, so I'll take it. And I think the home field advantage means a lot for our crew because this is the first time we've ever had it in the playoffs. I mean, ever. It's crazy. We're going to get more home games. If there's a potential Game 7, I want it at our place. That's statistically more likely for us to win at home than on the road. The fans are already pumped up about it. We get more postseason hockey here. Uh, it's going to be bigger and better than ever this year. I mean, it's it's already getting ramped up. We already have watch parties from Round 1, so it's, it's insane. And I would like to add that Forsberg and Arvey finished with 60-plus points this season. Yeah, they're killing it. And you got to think, Forsberg was also out for an injury for over a month and then also had a suspension immediately coming back, which also threw off his rhythm again. So Forsberg's having a really good year. Uh, he would have had a monster career year had he not been out for that period of time. But still, he's getting hot when we need him to because last postseason, he was just gone 
the well dried up and our miracle worker Forsberg, who was holding our hand the entire way during the regular season in February, just disappeared. So well, it's a good thing. Even though February disappeared, he did have backup. You got Smith, Yossi, and Joey, and Subin, all at 50-plus points, and Turs Fiala had 40-plus points. Points were spread across the board this season, which is great going into the postseason because you don't have to rely on one key person like Sam Kosakucherov in Tampa to get all your points. Right. Yeah, I'm going to allude to that later in some of my picks, but I have a feeling that, and I even said this earlier in the year, I didn't think that certain teams could keep up the amount of production that they were at and the level that they're at. Tampa Bay being one, they got off to a blazing start and were just wrecking people, but they kind of cooled off towards the end as their star players cooled off. And that's the problem with that type of build of team for the playoffs. They might get hot again, and they could win it all still, but what happens if one or two of them cool off? Uh Uh-oh, your offense is withering up, and now it's all on your defense to carry you. So... Uh, and that's not going to be that realistic because five-on-five is more important uh, as far as playoffs because teams try to rein in the penalties a little bit more. <laughs> I hope the Predators do because that is one stat. Hopefully. That is one stat. Just looking at all the infographics today for selection picks, I was like, oh, my God, we are we are so terrible at taking penalties right now. So I'm sure Lavi is going to reinforce that with the boys going forward. But penalty-taking uh, should go down, and you'll see more five-on-five hockey, which we exceed at, and uh, hopefully we can get that power play up and going again. What he should do for penalty-wise is put the number of penalties they have on the board. They're over 900 penalty minutes by themselves. Yeah, worse than the NHL by far in penalties. Yeah, we, we've taken a lot, and it's it's noticeable. And the crazy part is our penalty kill is still good while taking that many penalties. Yeah, Imagine how, how good our penalty kill would be <laughs> like if we just had a few less, you know? Uh, you can only sustain that offensive attack for so long in a game. I mean, we were taking penalties back-to-back-to-back to back to back in multiple games, so it's just, you're just asking for it. What's funny is our power play is 14th in the league right now. Our penalty kill is 6th. So taking the penalties for sure has made our penalty kill do great, but we're just not getting much luck on the power play. Yeah, I think it's a... <laughs> It's a love take with that stat because, I mean, you give them more pen- uh, penalties than, you know, chances are goals against go. It's just, it's a crazy stat to think about when all the info, you know, like if you really dive deep into the graphic or the uh, the stats on that. But it, it'll be interesting to see what Lobby does in the postseason to try to rein our team in a little bit because, you know, the postseason is always pretty high strum. Well, speaking of postseason, how about we dive into our preseason predictions? This is going to get juicy because I'm not going to lie. I just went back and listened to our entire episode today. And there was some stuff that I got really right. And there was some stuff <laughs> that I got really wrong. And Matt's chuckling because there's some big stuff that Matt got wrong too. So, oh, oh will, you, will you give me the face right now? Yeah. <laughs> I think Bro, the, I think we one all them. got stuff wrong. First of all, our central division was hilarious looking at what we did as far as preseason rankings and there were some quotes that were hilarious that I even wrote down from all of us in fact what what would you want to get started with I even wrote down our exact top five here actually I wrote my own top five down because I figured you two would get yours all right Kyle then let's start with your number five on the list we're bringing back the top five all right so my number five preseason prediction for the year was that Dallas would crash and burn. Now let me go ahead and give you a high five. Killed it. 
nailed that one. You're right about that. Um, so here's a fun little fact on that. As I said in that episode, they won their last cup in 98, and they'd only made the playoff twice in the last nine, now 10 seasons. They were 26 in goals against this year, which is great, but they were 19th in points with only 92 points, barely above 500 for the year. They finished sixth in the division in front of Chicago, which was right below where we had them at fifth. Yeah, we had them at fifth. I was going to mention that on our rankings. We almost universally agreed at the rankings. There was uh, We had some contention on, uh, I guess it was four, three, and two, kind of interchanging a little bit. But yeah, we universally agreed the stars were five. Now here's the surprising thing. Jamie Benn, Tyler Seguin, Radulov, and Klingberg were the only players with 67 plus points. Guess who the next highest player was? I don't know, but it's probably like 30 or 20 points. It was Matthias Janmark at 34 points. Oh my gosh. See, and that goes back to our depth thing where we have it spread across the board and you have just, you're so top heavy on a couple players. So, man, that's that's crazy. I didn't even realize that. And then let's get into the fact real quick on Ben Bishop. Big pickup for the Stars, but he posted a .916 and a goals against average of 2.49 for the season. That's a disappointing year for him. It's a fallen star right there. <laughs> Ouch. Even the bishop can't save him. Wow. <laughs> nice. We just nailed two buns back to back. Sorry, Kyle. It's all right. So what was your number five? All right. My number five was the actual end of the season rank for the Predators, and that was second place. I picked them at second place. I was pretty conservative, um, but it was interesting to note when I was listening back, I... I said the key would be um, our overtime and if we could actually pick up some of those wins in overtimes to reflect our win percentage. And we did that this year. And what do you know? We finished first. So I'll take that. I asked, uh, you know, I said second. We went first. But the overtime was very clutch for us this year because, I mean, that's something historically we have sucked at. And we got a lot better this year. Um, I felt like we possessed more in overtime. Um we actually got several great wins, and the shootout looked better. Still not good, but better. And thank God we don't have to do it in the play uh, in the playoffs for any game. So, Matt, what was your number five? All right. Well, my number five. I said that the Capitals were going to have a regression this year because of the couple players they lost there in the off season. I thought there's no way they're going to be able to keep putting up President's Trophy type numbers. And then with that, I said that the Penguins were probably the likely team to take over the president's trophy slot how'd that work out for you so uh, uh yeah, a little hit and miss yeah well so you know the capitals you know they they but pulled back a little bit pull back still first in the, in <laughs> yeah, the they're still throw. first so, so i don't know what it's what's likely to see uh yet to be determined about how much they are going to regress as far as playoffs but yeah the penguins did not win the president's cup trophy i was right about the capitals not winning that though true so. and that's what i was going to say so all capitals fans can rest assured this year that they did not win the President's Cup trophy. They have to be feeling instantly better. Sorry, that just has to go with the curse thing. But but yeah, not too bad on the on on that one. It was like 50-50. Yeah, whatever. That's kind of like mine too. Uh, I said second. I'll take first though. So Kyle, what was your number four? Well, my number four, and it's kind of hard to say this, but... <laughs> oh, I remember this one. This is fantastic. I predicted the Hurricanes were a bubble team to make the playoffs. <laughs> oh, hold on. He said... You said make the playoffs. No, he said make the playoffs, and I quote, fourth in the Metro. That's hilarious. And they got fifth in the Metro. <laughs> oh, my B, but how far out were they from making the playoffs? So the Devils got in at 97 points for the last wild card spot, 
Kane's finished with 83 points, Mm-mm. 14 Mm-mm. points behind. Not even close. Yeah. Well, sorry, that was more like a hopeful wish. That was a hopeful wish. That was the bubble team. You and Justin him. Williams, Mr. Playoffs Game 7, He's gonna miss. Oh, yeah. was third in the points with 51 that sucks because Justin Williams in the playoffs just love him. Know, he just he's Mr. Clutch, man. The problem was there was just no passion from that team this year. There was no offense and defense Kyle sucked has as well. More passion for the team than them. <laughs> Come on, you have Cam Ward and Scott Darling, which should be a decent goaltending duo. This was Darling's attempt to be a number one goalie from the Blackhawk franchise, and he finishes with a .88 and a three point one goals against. Come on, man. There's no getting around that. So nope. All right, number four for you, Daniel. Oh, my number four. Well, I have to say I was uh, I was wrong on this one, but I do have a little side note on it. I did say that this certain player, <laughs> if he did channel what I told him to do, so he must have listened to our podcast, and that was Craig Smith was going to have a bad year. Well, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't know don't know how else to put that but Craig Smith did not have a bad year he had 25 goals third on the team and he also has 51 points so really good and he must have heard me because I said he needs to take having a crappy year last year first of all 12 goals <laughs> the year before uh, take that and use it as motivation going into this season he looked much faster and a, um, I, I have to admit I think Kyle Turris also played a hand in uh, beefing up that line a lot. Um, that also goes to one of my you know, picks later on, which I'll talk about. Um, I think that really helped aid and give a, a nice little energy boost for Smith, and he's performed well. So kudos for him for proving me wrong. He used that as motivation and kicked butt this year. 50 points, so I'll take that. Well, you know who did not kick butt this year? is my number four. I said that the Blackhawks were going to take a step down. I said this is finally the year they're going to fall off. Well, I specifically said step down. <laughs> take I a step say. down, I and said you they said were, not off the map. They weren't going to fall off the map. Um, I had said that they're they were They're currently in the ocean right now. Yeah. yeah I drowning. said they were going to finish fourth, and they ended up finishing dead last at seven. So <laughs> I don't... I Bro, it was even worse than the EA prediction, which you roasted in the podcast. You were like, I thought that there's was no way they're going to finish sixth. Well, they finished worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't finish sixth, Matt. They went one blow. So, What was it I said? Getting the band back together was not a good idea. I didn't like it. Yeah, but how many people could realistically predict them to just fall off like that? How many times has that happened, you know? So I went with a slightly conservative. I said step down, but not off. But I was wrong. They fell step, off. <laughs> step down, not off. Took a nosedive, you know. It happened. I know it was hard for you to admit that you were wrong on something. (laughs) Oh, we're wrong about a lot of stuff on these predictions, so. We were. And that brings me to my number three, where I said the Penguins won't three-peat, and I still don't think they will. Well, Kyle, you're not wrong or not right at this point. Yeah, you have to be determined. They do have a big match with Philly coming up, though, in the first round. Despite losing Daly, Mark Street, Colin, Flurry, handful of others, they've... Somehow picked the pieces up of what they had and said, all right, let's get back in the playoffs, and they've got a a legitimate chance of getting it again. They got hot come January 1, so they've been pretty dang good since since that point, which I'm not going to like get into foreshadowing as far as our our brackets. We'll talk about it. But, uh, man, it's just incredible. I don't want to say they're going to win it again, but – who knows? We'll see. They always got a chance, and they got that postseason swag. They always have it, and they have <laughs> obviously the experience in the postseason. So so you're not wrong, not right, Kyle, but we'll see what happens. Definitely. All right, my number three. 
ironically enough, was the Penguins do not win the Cup. So piggybacked off Kyle again on that one. Um, I'm not going to repeat it too much, but it's kind of like a to-be-determined fact. So I guess we'll have to unpack that one after the playoffs are over. We'll just put that one on hold. So, Matt, what was your number three? My number three, I had said that the Preds would take a step up. You guys had finished fourth in the Central last year. I said you would leapfrog one up and go to third in the Central and maybe second if you're feeling frisky. Uh, turns out you guys actually finished first. <laughs> we were feeling really frisky. For sure. So a couple steps up, even better than I had said. What do you think is the key for us moving up that many spots? I mean, that's a drastic jump. Fourth to, a, no, fourth to not only first, fourth to first with the President's Cup. And wildcard two to number one. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple factors. One of them that helped was that St. Louis fell off the map. I had had them at second place, and they kind of dropped off. To speak specifically to your guys' advantage, I mean, a couple pieces fell together. You know, Rene had an outstanding year, better than last year. I thought this year was going to be the year he dropped off. Pekka for Vesna. He was, he was better this gonna year be, than last He's going to win the Vesna. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a lock. He's got it. Yeah. He's going to win the Vesna. You have everyone basically performing really well. You have key acquisitions, too. You guys too. got more depth this year Turris, with your center line. Tolvanen. Uh, he hasn't even played yet, really. Benino. Benino. Hartman. Hartman. Hartnell. What I said to open up, chip on the shoulder. Yeah, that helps, too. I, I mean. Makes you hungry. Th- they're hungry, and they want it. So I, I think that's the biggest the biggest factor for jumping that many because – had you said we would have gone from a wild card, wild card spot to first in the central to president's. and this president's cup trophy, I would have been like, "You're you're lying to me." <laughs> like maybe two three years from now, <laughs> when the team's even more mature and has more experience. No, there there was no way in my mind. So, so let's get to my number two then. I said Forsberg and RV would eclipse the thirty goal mark this year. I was close. You were very close, Kyle. I think Forsberg gets there. Like I said, without the month off, without the month, the month off, off, he definitely gets there. I mean, Forsberg finished with 26 goals, goals for the season. Arby finished with 29. But they were first and second in goals for the team with Smith right behind them. And the way this team has spread the points across the board, I'll take it. Also first and second in points overall, 64 and 61. So they're not just goal scoring. It, it You're seeing that more with this team. They are more willing to give up decent chance to let another person have the more or the better higher scoring percentage chance and i mean it's paying off you have that many people in the 60s and 50s i mean what are we at eight players now in the uh in this 60 or the 50 plus one two three four five six seven players of the predators are 50 points and higher (laughs) and uh fiala was two points away from getting there so definitely it's a scary team for anybody coming to the playoffs with a team that has that many lines that can score that well. And uh, also, a little side note as my MVP for the year, other than if you remove Pekka from the equation, who's y'all's MVP? If you remove Pekka from the equation, I'm going to go with Craig Smith. Craig Smith. All right. What do you think, Matt? I think Pekka and Pekka. No, I said remove Pekka. I know, I know, I know he's been fantastic. He, that's I know. how much of an MVP he is. You don't, that's have, a, crazy. You don't have a secondary person. Where's Matt? Where's Matt Bain? I can't believe he's saying that's this right why, now. That's what makes it even more important that I said that. Okay, Pekka and Pekka, even without Pekka. <laughs> so, I heard some arguments that you could argue that the second MVP, you know, of the team co-MVP, would be Soros for stepping in and doing such a good job, even on that. 
But I'm going to say my second MVP is uh, Ryan Ellis. Oh, yeah. And I'm just going to say like he played half a year, and he has 32 points. Ryan Ellis has 32 points while playing half a year. So he's on pace for about, what, 64 points, keeping that up? Oh, yeah, higher than PK. I'm just saying. That says something. I'm just saying. That's that's an incredible stat line for someone yeah. who's played that so little games. To your point, actually, I saw something earlier today that Andrew Berkshire had tweeted out about it. He said that, I wonder if the Predators were kind of coasting in the first half of the season because before Ryan Ellis came back, the Preds were getting 45% of high-danger scoring chances. And since Ellis has returned, they're getting 55% roughly. So that's about a 10% increase, which is an enormous change and the biggest of any playoff team. So I think that's crazy. He's on your page too. I like that pick, Ryan Ellis. Yeah. I mean, he played only 44 games, 44 games, 32 points since coming back. And he steps up our defense. He steps up our power play. And like uh, Berkshire said, I mean, that's crap. I didn't even realize that. That's a significant jump in high danger. 10%. 10% for yep. one player. That's insane. I mean, you might say, argue that, well, it might not just be because he returned, but. It consequently, he comes in the lineup at the same time, and since then we go up ten percent. Pretty incredible. So, like I said, I have to have him as like a, a sub MVP this year for us because if he keeps up his production in the playoffs, and is isn't injured along with everyone else that we got decimated last year, I'm feeling pretty good. All right, so let's move on to my uh, second place one from the top five, and that was. Chicago will not be number one in the Central. Um, I picked them to be fourth. <laughs> Still wrong. They're seventh this year. I also picked the Wild to be first, and I also picked the Avalanche at the bottom. So the Avalanche proved us all wrong because I think one point, I think in the episode, we even said they would be hitting the slopes early as a nice pun <laughs> for the avalanche and they are actually in the playoffs and we're facing them in the first round so kudos y'all i mean it's basically they got like five or six players from our old i call them old preds team you got gerard uh Kamenev, uh colin wilson uh i mean basically it, all the preds second it, line players yeah it was all of our uh or players second, that we didn't players. need yeah <laughs> so it's uh the second predators team that we're facing in the first round yeah. of the playoffs so that was my number four Eh, it's 50-50, whatever. Well, another team that was supposed to make a playoff jump, as far as I was concerned, was that my number two, I had said that Dallas was likely to make the biggest jump. We say it every year with our offseason acquisitions and roster, but I said this year I think was the year it was going to click and that they were likely to make the biggest jump into the playoffs. Uh, all that, that being <laughs> said, I had them at fifth in the Central. They ended up at sixth, so... Pretty close. Pretty close, but, but they didn't make a big jump like I was hoping no. they would. No, they, they kind of fizzled towards the end. I think, yeah. what was it, like some terrible road streak. I, I think they lost like eight road games to end the year. <laughs> I'm like, that's the way to limp into the playoffs right there. Yeah. So they had a chance to make it, but just kind of fizzled in the end. So Kyle, your number one preseason, look at him. <laughs> oh, he's biting his lip already. <laughs> Hold on, what's your number one preseason prediction? Well, my number one preseason prediction was simply the rankings of the division. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and unpack this one. I said that for the Central Division preseason... Number seven. ...was going to be the Avs. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the 
Number six was going to be the Jets. Wrong. Major wrong. <laughs> Five was going to be the Stars. Ding, ding, ding. You got that one right. Four was going to be the Hawks. Nope. Three was the Blues. Nope. Preds two and Wild Close, one. close. I'll give you the top two is close, but. And what it actually ended up being? Hawks at seven, Dallas at six, Blues at five, Abs at four, Wild three, Jets two, and Preds at one. What kind of blows my mind is the fact that we picked the Jets at six. <laughs> I knew they were young in, in the process of building, but I don't think everyone knew that Patrick Line was going to be as a like as good as he has been consistently. So it's because he spent the off season at the Amish community. Yeah, just f- fine tuning. You know his that butter churning with a hockey stick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they they by far made the biggest jump in my opinion. Well, speaking to your predictions, you and Daniel actually had gotten both equal. You guys had both said the exact same lineup for the Central Division, and I had said the same between slots four through seven, but we differed on one, two, and three. And between us, all three of us, none of us got a single prediction right. Yeah, none. Zero. Which also, we we also did preface in the episode that we said the Central Division was the craziest and most chaotic division as far as just looking at the predictions and the stats. Because it's so tight, we normally cannibalize each other in the Central Division. And that happened big time this year. Who could have predicted logically that the Preds as a wild card would come out as a President's Trophy winner, get one, and then and Chicago, the who was would one, seventh. would go seventh. And then the so Jets no would finish second. So no wonder everybody's preseason brackets were screwed up. And I will tell you this, Dallas Blues and Avs, Avs made the playoff as a wild card two spot. Do you know what separated them point-wise between the Blues and Dallas? Two points. Hmm. Uh, we said it. I mean, we said it at the beginning of the year. It, it comes down to the last week, maybe even the last game. What do you know? We got that one right for sure because the last game was a win and end situation with the the Blues and the Avalanche. So we definitely nailed that one for sure. It, it's just kind of hard to predict the Central, in my opinion. Every year, I think it's just up for grabs. Well, if we want to say who won, if you look, I said none of us got anything right. But if we took position by position, and you guys had guessed, you know, Chicago at fourth and it actually was seventh so for that play that was four spots off if you count and tally each spot you got wrong you guys were off by 16 spots both you two because you guys had equal and i had 18 spots wrong so you guys tied to beat me in preseason prediction we're still terrible that is like that's I mean, nothing we, to we be got, proud we of, got but. crushed but still <laughs> so what's still, your uh, number one Daniel? almost equally bad all right number one and I'm pretty excited going back because I predicted this as my number one preceding prediction, and it came true, basically. So my number one was Kevin Fiala has a breakout year, and I said that he would have 25 goals. He ended up with 23 goals, 25 assists, and 48 points Nice in his first full year. Call that a breakout. Two off of the goal thing. I was so excited when I was pulling that up today, and I was like, yes, I remember I, I predicted Fiala have a good year, but I couldn't remember the goal total, and I was very close. Honestly, that's kind of a little higher on the uh, assist mark than I thought he would be because he's more of a shooter. But I think also with the addition with Turris, man, that really ignited yeah. him. And Smith, like I was alluding to earlier, Turris really has just come in and ignited both of those two players again. And, uh, yeah, that was my number one preseason prediction, and that definitely came true. So pretty excited about that one. Well, my number one prediction was the Connor McDavid show. I had said that. No, oh, oh, hold on, hold on. It's not just the Connor McDavid show. Well, I'll get into that part. 
I had said that Connor McDavid, it was his show, it was his year. He was very likely, and I said he would win the Art Ross Trophy for the second year in a row, which he did. Yep. With 108 points, I think it was. And I said, and because of that, he was a breakout last year. I said, this year, he's going to propel them to win the Stanley Cup. And I said, the Oilers were going to win Oilers the Stanley Cup. Oilers all the way, baby. And uh, therefore, that the uh, Penguins would not three-peat. But the crux <laughs> of the message here, I said that the Oilers were going to win the Cup. They didn't even make the playoffs, <laughs> despite Wrong. how good Connor McDavid <laughs> you, you was. Were- Way off. So I was way off on that. I'm not going to lie, though. If you would have told me that they weren't going to make the playoffs, no way. Um, I thought they were too talented of a young team, and you have McDavid. You're yeah. going to make the playoffs. They were in, like, the conference finals last year or something. And Dreisaitl they- wasn't as good this year. Let's not even talk about a certain trade that has happened called Lucic. Bro. I never understood that. We've said it multiple times on the show. Never understood it. Well, guess who they trade? Taylor Hall. Yeah. How many points does Taylor Hall have this year? Oh, he's crushing it. Over 100. Oh, yeah. And they're basically on the same contract as far as money, I think. Lucic same. Ta- it wasn't the same trade. They didn't trade exactly Taylor know, Hall for but it. It's but basically if you look at the contract, same. yeah. And Lucic was the worst five-on-five uh, five minutes uh, for the Oilers. It was possibly one of the worst trades. Like, if they don't do that trade, they're making the playoffs. I I don't know what else to say. That, what a terrible trade. Yeah, I, I cannot believe they didn't make the playoffs this year. And having the best the best player in the yeah. league on your I team. I thought he would have propelled them farther, but they were just catastrophically so bad he couldn't even he couldn't do it. So <laughs> I mean that goes back to our whole point of the being top heavy on one superstar or two or three superstar players. I just don't think that gets it done in the league. You know, he's still not even making a million dollars. He's still on the what a bargain. deal. <laughs> what a bargain. But you better believe he's going to get, he's going to get paid, paid. <laughs> when that when that rookie contract's up. Yeah. So don't worry. Well, now we're done with the preseason predictions. How about we get into the postseason, guys? Oh, yeah. I'm excited. I'm ready. It's more immediate for us right now. So Pretty much. I don't get to see how bad I'm going to, you know, or how bad I did on my report card. So... So, fun fact before we get into the brackets. The Avalanche finished with 95 points. If the Panthers, who were in that miraculous playoff run to the end, had played in the Central, they would have clinched a spot with 96 points. So, tough luck for the Panthers. Instead, we got that play-in game, like you said earlier, Daniel, between the Blues and the Avalanche. But, that being said, the current Stanley Cup 2018 playoffs are going to be in the Western Conference. First round, Preds versus the Avs. Jets versus the Wild, Vegas versus the Kings, and Ducks versus the Sharks. Who you guys got? Oh, man. So let's just go ahead and unpack the Predators Avalanche. I think we can all universally say we're probably picking the Preds. Yeah. <laughs> Matt's like, well, no. <laughs> Whatever, Matt. You know you got to pick the Preds on that. Yes, I'm yeah. picking the Preds on <laughs> picking that. Picking the Preds in this one. Um, I'm going to say five games. That's why I said five. I said five as well. I like that. I never go for the sweep because that's statistically unlikely no matter what team you're playing in the playoffs. But, um, yeah, Preds in five, I see them moving on. Uh, I think it's going to be a fun first-round matchup just because we have so many old-school Pred players on there. So it should be higher flying. I said Preds in five simply because the Preds have that deep playoff experience from last year, still fresh in their memory. And the Avalanche is basically a young team. They're fast, but they don't have no experience in the playoffs and I don't think they understand how much of a grind it's going to be. Even just four to five games playoffs, especially going back to back to back in such a short amount of time. 
And not to mention, Simeon Varlamov is out for the first round. Yep. Which means that you're likely out for the rest of the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, too. yeah. He's done. So, All right, second round, or the next Western Conference matchup. We got the Jets versus the Wild, and I think it's a shoe-in for the Jets. But the Wild could surprise them. But they are missing Ryan Suter. And who do you replace Suter with? Yeah, I was about to say, I think the fact that Suter's out <laughs> and the Jets are returning some key players. Like Jacob Truba? Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm going to pick the Jets uh, over the Wild in probably five or six. I still am undecided on that one. But yes, five or six handedly, and they're going to win. I said six games for that. Yeah, I think I said six. Oh, yeah, here it is. Yeah, six. Yeah, I've got the Jets winning that as well. Uh, we, we assumed. Yeah. <laughs> Jets are a powerhouse. I don't think Minnesota is going to stop them at all. I think it would it won't be quite as close of a game as the seeding might suggest. It's a two versus a three seed. Those generally can go a, a coin toss either way. But I think this matchup pretty heavily favors the Jets versus anybody in that spot just because of how much of a powerhouse they are. I think everyone's just waiting for the Jets-Preds second yeah, round. Because not I'm not going to lie, that would be basically like a finals matchup. If the Jets were on the other side of the bracket, that's probably my final. Like that's my finals yeah. matchup. Because the X factor for the Jets, in my opinion, is can Hellebrook get hot again like he was earlier in the season? He started off really hot, and he had, I think, a couple months where he was really good, and he was leading the race for the Vesna. But he's cooled off since then, and their point production or their uh, goals against have gone up, and they've lost more games as a result. Um, for a while, the Jets were first in the Central. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's not forget that fact. They were better than the Preds for many games, and we were having to play catch-up. But because um, Hellebrook kind of slacked off, uh, they regressed a bit. If he keeps at his current pace, you know, I, I don't think they're going to go as far. But if he gets hot, watch out. They could win it all. They could win it all. I'm not kidding. So this goes into a very intriguing first-round matchup of the Las Vegas Golden Knights, who we absolutely trashed on this show. for not. They're not even going to make the playoffs. Well, wrong. They actually made a number one overall and the winner of the Pacific. Yep. And they are playing the Kings. I think Vegas has been playing, kind of like, you know, so the Preds have been playing with a chip on their shoulder. Vegas has a huge chip on their shoulder because they're basically the discards of every single team. And they've come together to basically say, you guys are wrong for discarding us. They're pretty good discards, though. I'm just going to give you, if you're, True. if you're getting flurry, as a discard, you got some pretty good, pretty good discards. You got some good scraps there. Yeah, and you got uh, David Perron, James, James Neal, Neal yeah. James Neal. So. Some of those weren't necessarily scraps as much as they were cap decisions and protection issues. But. Yes, very lenient, as yeah. we've mentioned, uh, favorable expansion rules. But that said, Kyle, who do you got? Because you have a team that has no postseason experience versus the Kings, who have tons of postseason experience. So who do you got? I've got. Vegas beating the Kings. The new kids on the block. Only because the Kings seem like they forget how to play a hockey game in the first 10 to 15 minutes of a game. Had that we, you know, the seeding's been a little differently. I think the Kings were really hot towards the start of the season and they've tailed off a lot. Um, I'm going to have to go with Vegas too. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm picking Vegas in six games over the Kings first round, um, even with no playoff experience. I, I think they get it done. I've got six as well, Matt. 
I've got false. The Kings will beat Vegas. Vegas, the new kids on the block. <laughs> Look at him. He's trying to justify it now. It's Here been we go. a great story, but you're done. You're in the Pacific. You scrawny little kids ain't going to cut it out versus playoff postseason veterans, the Kings. You got people like Anze Kopitar, who's been heating up. You got Jonathan Quick, who just won the Jennings Trophy for least goals against the entire year. They are built for this. They're rough and tough, and they're going to just womp all over the Knights who aren't going to know how to handle it. They wow. don't have any experience. Wow. I like it. Come on out strong, baby, on the bottom. I like it. You know, it was a tough decision. It wasn't like I looked at it and was like, oh, Vegas, for sure. It, it was not that easy um, because you, you look at a Kings team, as you said, with all these key players and Jonathan Quick, and they're a wild card. They're, and not to mention, they won the Cup as a wild card a few years ago. Yes. They were two or three years in a row where they were just limping in the playoffs. I would, argue, I would argue that they're the strongest wild card team this year, um, yeah. in my opinion. But I did still pick the Knights. Just, oh, man, I might have to go back and edit. Who knows? Who knows? I still got I still got some time, Matt. So y'all can, y'all can sway me a little bit one way or the other. But um, now on the bottom half here, I was so excited to see this first round draw because these two teams oh, yeah. hate each other. Absolutely hate each other. And that is the Ducks and the Sharks. This is going to be one I'm definitely watching. So, Kyle, who do you got and why? I wasn't sure at first. So then I took a coin out of my pocket and flipped it. <laughs> Bro, because, you're telling me. Well, so. This is how close this matchup is going to be. It's seven games for sure. I did pick seven games. I picked seven. What did you six? Six. Okay. So pretty- probably seven, but yeah. <laughs> so I came out and said the Ducks will beat the Sharks in seven games. Okay. I mean, it will be by the slimmest of margins. I, I literally filled out a bracket and then reversed it and then filled it out the other way and then reversed it again and then reversed it again because I do not I do not know who I want on this bottom bracket yet. And I'll I'll tell you some reasons why. Um the season series belongs to the Sharks. Matt's shaking his head because he he probably looked it up as well. I think it was one to three. They uh, the Anaheim lost uh, three of those games, but you also have to weigh into the fact that Anaheim was one of the most hurt teams this year. Oh yeah, and how many skaters did they use this year? <sighs> Thirty-two. They only got like I love our deep stats here, boys. We're getting into some good stuff because I I don't know. It, you take it with a grain of salt. The fact that yeah, the Sharks won three out of the four, but it's against a very deplenished Ducks roster who's now healthy. And then it gets even better. So you, you're like, okay, well, that that might you know go for the Ducks' favor. And then I was looking at it the last 10 games. Ducks are way hotter than the San Jose Sharks. So I actually did a little bit of digging to see how the teams fared in the last 10 games. So the San Jose, so the San Jose Sharks went five, four, and one in their last ten games. Not bad, pretty respectable score. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks went eight, one, and one. Nice. So then I'm like, oh well, you know, put that against them. You know, I, I'm thinking Anaheim, but then there's something in the back of my mind that just says I've seen the Sharks play. They got Jumbo Joe. They got Brent Burns. It's so hard to not pick the Sharks because for me, they're the Pacific Predators almost. <laughs> like, they kind of remind me of the Predators a little bit. Very scrappy, very chippy. Um, oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I just really have liked the Sharks 
especially the last five to six years. I'm going to say seven games, probably Anaheim, just because <laughs> I, I think the um, the health does factor in a lot. I, I think the full health that a fully healthy Anaheim team can beat the Sharks, but it's going to be in seven games, and even then, I'm not fully confident it could still go the Sharks. But I also think, you know, foreshadowing that the winner of this one goes far. I'll disagree again. I think the Sharks are going to beat the Ducks. And I'll get into some stats in a second, but one of the primary reasons that I'm going to have to disagree is because I dug into some statistics about the brackets over the last 10 years or so from my own personal (laughs) research I looked up. On average, there are about six upsets in each bracket for the last 10 years. Six, seven, eight, one year. The lowest in the last couple of years was a five. So that means in my bracket, based on historical precedent i had to pick five or six upsets and since this was such a coin flip anyway this is why i picked san jose over the ducks Uh, for one not only has brent burns been killing it lately he's the first shark defenseman to have 50 assists in one season this year so he's even hotter than he's been in previous years as far as some scoring and uh you know helping drive the play also san jose is six one and one for a season against other california teams so although the Ducks, I might say, are probably a better team, the Sharks have actually outscored their uh, California rivals. I said 6-1-1 one, one on the year, outscoring them 22-14. to 14. And the only knock against them, I guess, is that, I don't know, is, is Joe Thornton healthy? He's been out. He's you know probably going to play the first game, if not the second game of the series. So the question is, is he going to come back in full strength? Is he not? I don't know. Evander Kane as a pickup in the middle of the year has been a great asset to help them. And he might offset some of the, uh, some of the Joe Thornton lack thereof, if he's coming back, not fully strong, but I had to pick a few upsets. So this is one I've got over the ducks, even though I think the ducks roster is incredible. Yeah, I, I fully agree with you. And that's why I was very torn because I had about four or five upsets in mine. So I was like, I do, I really need another one, but it's really a toss up this year. I think, I think this year you see a couple teams that are really, really good, and then there's a pack that it's really yet to be determined. If one of them gets hot, they'll roll over all the other ones, and they could be a you know a five six seed. So it's it's going to be very interesting, and I know there's going to be some upsets, and you know I, I think my bracket will get busted at one point or another by some rogue team. Um, but who knows? And that's that's what's great. It's all speculation, and then we get to prove it all on the ice here. So, I think where I will see the biggest upset for my bracket is going to be the Eastern Conference. Oh, dude, let's dive into that. Cause Which it's... is a powder keg. <laughs> so, matchups. you got Tampa Bay versus the Devils. Bruins versus the Maple Leafs. Capitals versus the Blue Jackets. And then the Battle of Pennsylvania as Pittsburgh takes on Philadelphia. Man, there's there, there's two that jump out on the on the on the bracket here, and that is Boston, Toronto, oh yeah, and Philly and the Penguins. Um, that's the uh, that's the Duck Sharks equivalent on the Eastern side. It's a battle for Pennsylvania. Yeah. They hate each other. It's gonna be fantastic. Um, but that said, let's start uh, by unpacking Tampa Bay versus the Devils, which I think is gonna be an interesting one for some of us due to a breakout player. So I'd like to see Kyle's pick for this. It's my one pick that I'm really not sure about. 
really with Tampa Bay being Tampa Bay with yep. with the stars power, you know, that star power of Kucherov and Sam Coase. I will say this. Tampa Bay has got plenty of playoff experience. In the 15 season, they lost the conference finals. The season before that, they lost in the Stanley Cup finals. So they've got the experience to get down there. But you're also dealing with a nagging Stamkos injury as well. He's been out a couple of games. Last season, he had a torn meniscus. So he's kind of got some stuff to watch after. And that made me think, you know what? With him being down, I don't know how well Tampa Bay is going to be able to adjust. So who'd you pick, Kyle? We're on the edge of our seat here. I picked Tampa Bay still. Oh, God. And After that big workup? What a big lead up just to because, say, wow, the team that we expected to win is going to win. Because I like the Devils. Taylor Hall, 26-game point streak, literally drug that team into the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he pretty much did. So He drives 28% of the Devils' offense. 26-game point streak, like I said, So put two goals. people on him and you're good. <laughs> He's got, just double-team him. <laughs> He's got 18 goals, 38 points, and Devils did win their series against the Bolts 3-0. Wow, that's interesting. So that's why I'm saying it oh, could wow. go either way. That is interesting. The season series 3-0? Yeah. I actually did not Impressive. look that up for uh, for them. It's interesting to note, though, that Tampa Bay in their last 10 games is 5-4-1, and one, and uh, the Devils are 7-2-1. and one. So Kyle... Might be on to something here if, if you're still looking for a little last minute edit for a and I just a might huge do it. up a huge upset too that would yeah. that would boost your bracket way up in the standings because I guarantee you no one's picking the Devils over Tampa Bay in the first round. Yeah, you got to so. stand out occasionally too, so your points show up in your bracket. You know what? I'm see, actually going to do I'll, it live. I, oh my gosh! See right here on the spot. See, I, I love this talk because everyone has these stats to back up and then all of a sudden you're like you're not feeling confident about one you're not feeling confident about the other kyle made a great point and yeah you're kind of talking me into i think it's pretty well assumed that you and i daniel have the bolts winning as well i have the bolts yep. winning uh, just but, changed it but to your point kyle you know sam <laughs> coast has been hurt he hopes to be ready for game one. That doesn't give me a lot of confidence. So the coach said he, he hopes to be ready for game one. That means he's not fully ready yet, Uh-oh. and he's got injuries Uh-oh. in the past. Oh, look at Matt. Getting, he's talking himself Vasilevsky out of it. Vasilevsky has dropped off lately in the and last And you forget month. the fact that Keith Kincaid has played phenomenal with Corey Schneider being down. And Taylor Hall. X-Factor. Taylor Hall. He is the X-Factor <laughs> for that team. He's the Connor McDavid of this year <laughs> in the playoffs, maybe. So I did. I went right now, and I just changed my bracket. Hey, you know – you might talk me to that too because <laughs> I need another upset, so that'd be perfectly fine with me. This is great. I love I love this talk because literally in a matter of five minutes we can completely change our bracket. Anyway, all right, the second matchup we got Boston and Toronto, probably my favorite on this side yeah. for the first round. Uh, how, who you who you thinking, Kyle? Well, I said it was going to be seven games, and I said it was going to be Boston taking it in seven. Uh, I said seven games as well. Boston. I've got Boston in six. So we're all pretty much aligned. This might be the hottest contested matchup right here. Uh, I think it is too because I did a <laughs> I did a couple of like, you know how they do they do the matchup inside of the bracket. Well, I was like, well, what if what if the Maple Leafs happen to win against Boston? How would they stack up against uh, my Lightning pick? They destroyed against the Lightning on the statistical analysis, and they actually had the statistic advantage against the Lightning in the second round. So then that made me want to pick 
Toronto to win against the Bolts, which puts them in the conference final. But how likely is that? I'm telling you. Bro, I was like APing so hard today (laughs) at lunch. I'm sitting there eating my sandwich, and I'm like, I can't choose. I I, I ended up going with Boston just because I think you have a couple key players that are going to elevate them. Rask is playing well. Not extremely well, but he gets the job done. You're also going to have Marchand, who is tearing people up. Uh, the key for him, uh, don't do stupid things and do not get, um, well, I say don't get fined or suspended, but I really don't think he could get suspended due to recent <laughs> actions of cross-checking people in the face. So maybe just keep doing what you're doing and not get, you know, just don't get suspended. And I think they I think they survive. They get out of there. But I think Toronto is going to be really tough. Toronto's power play has gotten really hot all of a sudden, and I think that's going to be the factor Marchand needs to stay out of the box and not do stupid stuff because now I think they're second in the league right now as far as power play is concerned. They jumped way up yeah, there in the recently, last month. Yeah. I, I wanted to say in like the last like month or something, they were like 30-something, like 34%. I, I yeah, read that, and I'm like, there's no way. Um, but it's true. They're 6-4 and four in the last um, 10 games, which is better than Boston, 5-3-2. Uh, and two. So I think that's going to be such a – Another toss-up, but I'll go with Boston in the end. So, Well, I'll agree, and let me let you in on another little stat. This one courtesy of Andrew Berkshire as well, actually. He's been he killing Twitter, that, by the way, yes. with his stats. I'm telling you, I'm up at 2 in the morning, and I'm like, I can't go to bed because here's this tweet, here's this article. <laughs> I can't go to sleep. It's just, this is got the numbers going playoff hockey, <laughs> baby. This is the best. Uh, anyway, so what he said was, of the teams that made the playoffs, the Bruins' high-danger scoring chance differential at 5-on-5, five five, is plus 50 better than any team. And their scoring chance on net differential... Oh, it's huge. ...is plus 100 better than any other team. And their scoring chance differential is plus 130 better than any other team in the playoffs. That's remarkable. They're uh, they're high-flying. High-flying fi- for sure. So I think you can make the case that either team that comes out of this could go all the way to the finals. You could make that case. Maybe, maybe we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, the only X factor is... Uh, I just said if Toronto made it, then yeah. I had them in the conference final. You know, so. Also, is Zidane Chara, is he? Is his body going to let him last another? He just signed another uh, he signed a year, one year extension for, for five, five mil. mil. Yeah. But uh, he's kind of old. I don't know if he's going to hold up, so that's yet to be determined. But Well, I mean, I think injuries are always a factor. And uh, it's funny because you might have a good bracket you might be doing well, and the team might be doing well, and then you might have a crucial injury in like a there game, goes your bracket. in a game two, and you're just like, well, if their goalie goes out or you know yeah. a keep a, you're you're done. So what was it I heard on NHL Network? I was listening to I think it was the power play on the way home, and they were talking about the brackets, and they were talking that exact point. You got your bracket on paper, an injury happens, just, just rip it up, light it on fire. Yep, yeah. just put it in the trash compactor because it's, it's done. So. And that will lead us into the bottom half of the Eastern Conference, which is Washington versus Columbus. Um, another fun matchup. I think Washington, or, uh, I think uh, Columbus Blue Jackets came on really hot towards the end of the year. Yeah. So then that led me to some more stats, which I was looking at the last 10 games as well because I, I have a feeling, you know, which teams are hot going into the playoffs? That that plays a big role in my mind. Oh, yeah. Um. And this was a very interesting one because Columbus was 6-2-2, two and two, and then right before that, they came off that re- really nice win streak that they were having. Ten-game win Ten streak. Ten-game win streak, then went 6-2-2. Two and two. 
very good to end the season in the last 20 games, really. Um, Washington was 8-2 and two as well. Pretty tough. I picked the Capitals in six. Uh, we know them. who you picked, Kyle. We, you don't have to tell us who you picked in this one. See, I picked the Capitals in five. I bet you have the Shocker. Capitals. Oh, never mind. No, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna ruin your bracket. So go ahead. What do you think? Me? Yeah. I am going to disagree. This is going to be another Whoa. upset city. Kyle, you're saying Columbus look is going to beat look, the Blue Jackets. Kyle, I got the Blue Jackets. Kyle instantly got like super like aggressive stance. Like I got to defend my point here. I got them uh, beating perennial chokers. Uh, oh, Capitals. oh man, Wait, we can't choke until the second round. We're still good. Not yeah. only has Columbus had a ten game win streak coming into March, they uh, have Bobrovsky, who's been hot. He's a two time Vesna winner, and the Capitals. Boy wonder Holtby is garbage. He, he's not in. Okay. They're playing Grubauer in the yeah. first round. Okay, so I originally had the Caps going further, but we changed that after we got a certain notification today. So <laughs> I, I, I do not feel confident about a team that is changing goalies for the first game of the playoffs. Right. You play the hot goalie. Grubauer has been the hot goal. No, I totally agree, but why was it not done before the playoffs start? Don't do this to me in the first round. Like, as a Cap fan, you have to be sitting back like, oh, no, it's going to happen again because here we and, go. Like, And Barry Trotz said that TJ Oshie and Jay Beagle are both day-to-day, so they're not super healthy. Oh, I did not up. know that. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it, Kyle. <laughs> Sit down. Look at him. Do you want to change your bracket on the spot right oh, now? Nope. I'm being faithful to that one at All least. Right. Although Ovi's crushing it, but uh, I feel like Ovi he's can't do it by himself. Down, Ovi yeah. can't do it by himself. I'm he's glad have, you, I'm glad you pointed support. that out. So it's always been the Ovi show, but then it gets to the second round with the Penguins and this just team shutdown. You know, but anyway, okay. So I, I see Matt's point, and I also did some of the research, and the stats yeah. were the same that we looked up. So uh, that was another close one for me, but yeah, we'll, right. we'll see how it pans out. I, that, I, won't, I won't allude to second round matchups yet because those are going to be really good too. So, and that will bring us into the final spot of the first round, which is the Battle of Pennsylvania. And oh, I will yeah. tell you right away, I picked the Pens. Uh, I picked the Penguins as well. Six games. Um, I think it's going to go six just because it is Philadelphia, and I think they're going to beat each other up because you know it's the battle for Pennsylvania. But, I picked seven because I think Philly will take them all the way. The only downside is that the Philly did not win a single game against Pennsylvania this year. Yep, and that factored in huge. And also, the last ten games, Philly is six one and three, and the Penguins are six three and one. So mm, whatever, as far as last ten games go. But I think the Penguins have been the hotter team since January, and I think that their star power and postseason um, experience will propel them forward. Um, I mean, it's that plain and simple. I'm sorry, Mraznik. Sorry, Red Wings, you're not getting a better pick for the Phillies going any further. You should feel happy for him, Matt. He at least made the playoffs. Yeah. He, uh, oh, I Thank have you for hold that. on. I have a feeling Matt's picking Philly because oh, I'm, I'm rising. Philly. You're doing it because I'm rising. Not because I'm rising. <laughs> no, <just, laughs> no, but <laughs> no. I am picking Philly because he's hoping for those draft picks. <laughs> again, I think you, a case could be made enough of a coin toss in this one that. I needed another upset, so this is the one I want. And as much as I would love to will Pittsburgh out the first round so I can get rid of this three-peat talk going on all day, I think kind of similar to the Capitals, they lost so many pieces. They were weak on defense last year, and they're even weaker on defense this year. Uh, 
and they have, they don't have Flurry. This is an interesting yeah. pick for Matt because there's a lot riding on this because if you pick the Philadelphia Flyers over the Penguins in the first round, and do you pick them over the second round, and then you're putting them in a potential conference final matchup? But this all hinges on the fact that they can get past two-time Stanley Cup champion. Well, let's Penguins. not go too crazy on the Flyers. I don't have too many stats to back up my choice as to why I want the Flyers to win. It's just simply pretty much that I, I have a little bit, but mostly I need another upset, and I think it's, it could be a case made either way that they will do it. Okay, cool. But uh, I'm, I don't even want to read the stats about the Penguins because they are freaking dangerous. Yeah, I, I mean, they are. Everybody, so. everybody just knows they're good. Yeah, and I guess, well, that leads us into second-round matchups. If you want to talk about it for a second, in the final 25s, they have, for 25 games of the season, they had the best record in the East. They had the best 5-on-5 five five scoring chance percentage. They are also freaking destroying it with Malkin, Kessel, and Crosby, and Chris Letang. And still, you'd pick the Flyers. Out of those points, <laughs> Malkin has 98, Kessel 92, Crosby 89, and Letang 51. All I'm hearing is a Philadelphia Flyers pick from you. Yeah, that's all I'm hearing right now. I don't have any stats for that one. I don't have any stats, but I have. I don't have any stats, but I have all the stats for every (laughs) Pittsburgh Penguins player and all the deep. I don't have any logical reason why I should pick the Flyers, but I need another. There you go. Okay, there it was. I have to have five or six upsets, so that's going to be half to one half. All right. Well, you know, let's move into some of the second round because I think this is going to be pretty good too. I think we all picked the Preds and the Jets to move on. We did. Um, who do you got winning that one and in how many games? I said the Preds are going to beat the Jets. I said the Preds are going to beat the Jets too in seven games. I said the Preds in six. Okay. Well, I'll say seven as well. <laughs> oh, just throwing that one well, out. Well, no, because the, the bracket thing doesn't, doesn't let you pick the... Yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm just throwing games out there. I yeah. think it's going to be a tight one. I think it's going to be the most exciting second-round matchup for sure. It I really mean, should be a conference final at it least. It is going to be high-flying. I mean, if it's anything like the season series was this year between the Jets and the Predators, points galore. I mean, it, that one game, oh my gosh, it was like 7-8 yeah. to eight or something. Dumped, Back and forth. High-flying. I mean, it's going to be so much fun to watch. It's a Canadian team. I'm just, I'm ready for that matchup. Go ahead and and get there. That that's the most exciting one for me. If we move down uh, quickly to the bottom portion of the Western Conference, uh, this is where we had some division because Matt had picked the Kings to move on. Um, I'd picked the Knights to move on. So Matt, let's start with you really quick. What, who do you think moves on from your San Jose matchup? Kings. Yeah, I had the Kings and San Jose, and I picked San Jose again. Okay. Based on the first two rounds, I said against California opponents because they are six one one. I, I, them, I would so. pick I would pick San Jose over the Kings if that were my bracket. Yeah. So Kyle, who did you have in the second round? I've got Vegas beating Anaheim. Vegas beating Anaheim. Oh my gosh! So you're putting no Vegas. You got you're putting Vegas rounds? in a conference final. I am. I us. think they can do it. No way. With us. No way. Put money on it. Absolutely not. Uh oh. Right now. Do I, it right I now. Put five dollars on it. Put the no, five dollars in the table right now. Look at him. He's pulling it out. I yes. don't have $5 on me. Oh, we'll front you. Oh, he's got more than that. $5. $5. If Boom. I'm wrong, you can have it. Vegas is not. <laughs> yes. Not oh, man. All right. I'll take it. That's charity money. <laughs> you got it. I don't have the $5 on, but I will give you $5 if you're right. I'll oh, take I your, love this. And I'll take your 5 Yes. Seal it with blood right here on the table. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I picked. Uh, I picked the Ducks. We yeah. all, ironically, I think we, uh, uh, no, you had Anaheim going forward, right? 
I I have Anaheim Vegas. Okay, well, I picked the Ducks going forward over Vegas. I think they're going to be way too physical, and I think this went back to if (laughs) if I do go back and change it to the Sharks, whichever team wins that series is going on to beat Vegas or or the Kings. I I think that is your conference final against. Against Nashville, I think honestly, out of those four teams in the bottom, the Ducks are probably the best team. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure, and that's why I pick them to go to the conference finals, especially now that they're healthy and if they can stay healthy, because it's kind of a double-edged sword with them. They're really physical, but then they get (laughs) some hits back because of it, and that tends to hurt some players. So we'll we'll see where they end up. But I mean. They're, again, making a bracket. Sometimes it's about standing out. If you pick the same picks everybody else does, you don't have as, as quite a good as a score. So you well, got to pick and choose your all places. Three, all three of us differed on that one. Yeah. So that one's pretty fun. So I don't like to pick anybody over Anaheim, but I have to. I know. So now we got the Eastern Conference. Kyle, second-round matchup. Well, now you just, you just, just changed it. <laughs> so how about you just try to figure that out really quick? I know. I already got it. Okay. I will not change the other. I have New Jersey now beating the Bolts going to face the Bruins in the second round. But I say that's where Jersey's uh, Cinderella run will end, and the Bruins will beat them to the conference final. Okay. Um, I have the Bolts and the Bruins by the slimmest margin. Um, and I have the Bruins, for sure, going on over the Bolts. Um, series matchup, they were better. They just, they I don't know. They just, they seem like the better team as far as all the deep stats that Matt provided, too, as far as the five-on-five. Five, they've been kicking butt. Um, they are very dangerous. And um, they're playing extremely well right now, so uh, I think another X factor will be Rask because he's yeah. kind of he's kind of streaky. Um, he got on a really hot streak one month, and it was only one month only, um, and that really helped their score because they they were on like a what twenty two game point streak or something at one point during the year, so that tailed off. But that was a lot of their success to get to where they were in the seedings. Um, if he tails off during the playoffs, then uh, I'm not liking my picks. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Don't forget Riley Nash as well, too. I, I know. It, it's going to be, like I said, there's so many factors. We'll pick in this. But. Who'd you have, Matt? Yeah, I had uh, Tampa Bay Lightning and the uh, Boston Bruins as well, and I have Boston winning that matchup awesome. as well. So we both matched up on that one. Yeah. What do you think, six, seven games? Yeah, probably. Probably six. I, I was feeling six. Six is average, so I'm eh, fine with I'll go six as well, that. too. Yeah. Cool. So, now that leads us to the uh, bottom half of that bracket. Oh, this is like we all differed on the bottom. So that top half of the bottom. So, so who is your your pick now? So you got the Caps, obviously. Caps, Pins, and, and the that. Pa- oh, oh, okay. And now, I picked the Caps. I picked. You're the caps. gonna sit here and straight face look me in the straight eye and say that the Caps are gonna pass the Penguins. I need to get my five dollars out. I, I'd put another five dollars on that. <laughs> oh no my way. gosh, you gonna double down? The Penguins are a beast. Yeah, but you said standing out, and I'm standing out because I'm saying the Caps can finally get over the hump and beat the Penguins. He's got a point, Matt. It's it's not so much that the Capitals choke. It's that Penguins are a juggernaut every time, and they happen to draw them. So it's not a curse. It's just that the Penguins are a little bit better each year. But I think the, the margin's even more this year. I think the Penguins are even better than the Capitals in past years. I think Yeah, this but year. you got to look at the fact that goaltending is what, sa- goaltending's what <laughs> saved the Penguins this one out. for the majority of their playoff run. And how you got for a goaltender. You got Grubauer. Yeah, but he's oh, a hot man. goalie. Oh, snap. No. So do you think but it, first time starting you're going to start him for game 1 after hardly starting him throughout the year? So do you so do you think that if the Penguins and the Cats face there, it'll be a goaltending duo? Go, uh, no. Goaltending duel? It'll be a 
Crosby, Crosby Malkin show. show. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love this. We no got, goaltender you have step, could possibly step out of this one. Yeah. Whew. The more I talk about the Penguins, are just getting better and better. <laughs> oh, but you pick Philly. I know it. You going to change it? I have to have upsets. I can't. Well, oh, you I were, don't know. You were about to double down. Five dollars making it rain right well, here. Well, that was on f- Pittsburgh winning. Man, I might have to go and change mine. See, look at this. But then I got to find somebody else to get upset. And well, know. where is that going to be? I know exactly. Well, you could pick Toronto over Boston, but I don't think that's a no, good pick. I'm not picking. Yeah, pick exactly. Devils, you can pick uh, Devils, Devils over Bulls. Do I do like yeah. that pick. I I'm not going to lie. Kyle oh, swayed me big time. There's no way I can put the Penguins out in the first round. No freaking way. <sighs> I'm well, hey, that. Look, look at last that. year. <laughs> last year, nobody said Chicago was going to go out the first round. That's true. <laughs> I mean, there's dead silence descends upon the table. <laughs> We're all like, oh, my God. I love this, like, just deep dive and just breakdown of every team. Okay, so um, I'm just going to chime in a little bit because you already hashed it out. I, I had the Capitals and Penguins, and the, the Penguins are moving on. They're choking again, and the, the Penguins are moving on to the conference final. I'm sorry. They're too good. They're they too good. They are too good. They are really, Matt. They well, really you had are. them going out the first round. Well, that's because my bracket has to stand out. But they are a beast. Yeah, I he, can see the. He chides. I can he see, chides you when you make your pick stand out, but he defends his own pick standing out. I can see. I got the excuse that even oh though mine my. doesn't make sense, I got to stand out. So that's my excuse. <laughs> yeah, but in his mind, he's like, logically, this makes no freaking sense, and it's it's like painful for him right oh. now. So, yeah. well, speaking of logic, then let's get into the, the conference, conference finals. finals. Yes. And I have got Nashville and Vegas at this point. Oh, Sorry. no. And there's $5 still sitting <laughs> on the table for anyone who's and wondering. And I oh. said that Nashville will get to the conference, we'll get to the Stanley Cup final again. Shocker. Oh, come on. <laughs> You're telling me in your bracket you don't have Preds getting to the to the Cup final. Well, who do you have in the final or in the conference final, Western Conference well, final? Well, it's Preds versus. Somebody from California. I've got the Sharks. <laughs> you, someone from, you, it's not somebody from Vegas. I, I, I love the fact that you're like, one of the California teams, I'm still not 100% confident, but I really think it's going to be the Sharks. The only bad thing about that is that the Sharks are really good at pitting teams when they have penalties, and the Preds are terrible on taking penalties. So who do you got? Oh, but I've got the Preds winning. Duh. Okay. You were just trashing Kyle for putting the Preds through. Well, but I'm I, trashing you for putting, well, for Vegas. But. I have Anaheim and the Preds, and I have the Preds moving on in probably six, probably six games. Yeah, that would be a good series. Another, Yeah, another great Western yeah. Conference. I mean, last year's was fantastic. Yeah. Um. So I would love that again. Uh, we have plenty of accounts on social media for Ducks, and I love interacting with them too. So that would be a really fun matchup for us. Now going to the East. I've got Boston versus the Caps. <laughs> who did you pick, Kyle? Who do you who who do you think Kyle picked? I picked my dream of the Preds Cap final. He's holding his hand over his heart like he's about to salute the flag for the Capitol. <laughs> oh man, bro, you're living in La La Land. Got to stand, <laughs> got to stand out, man. Oh, is that? <laughs> oh, is that Without standing out with huh? that brand new goalie of yours? <laughs> Look at Matt's laughing so hard. Oh man, I'm just using Matt's on logic against him. I got to stand out. Your bracket be boring otherwise. <laughs> yeah, boring bracket. You got to have several, several, right, Matt? Yeah. That's why you picking the Flyers over the Penguins. I'm gonna switch that. That's oh my god. That's, that's weak sauce right there. You're not standing out though. That's true. I'll stand out in other areas. Now, I will say this to Kyle's point. Um, we were kind of talking in our group how. Uh, if the Predators um, make it to the Stanley Cup Finals, 
um, we were looking at the Eastern Conference teams, and if there's a chance to clinch a Game 7 away, um, I personally want to be at that game. And I was looking at all the different teams yeah. in the cities. Um, I do not want to go to uh, Pennsylvania, no. so I'm glad one of those options will be eliminated in the first round. Um, I would love to go to the Capitals, uh, the Washington. I think that would be a great arena to go to. I've been uh, there. It's amazing. I think I would like to go to Toronto, obviously. Um, Boston would be fine, too. Yeah. Tampa Bay. Toronto. There's, I'd like Toronto to go to Toronto. would be like the awesome finals. I want to go to Toronto anyway. Well, could you imagine that awesome finals matchup of the Predators versus the Maple Leafs, and then we could possibly clinch a game six, and then we could all go to the game? Oh, yeah. We're going somewhere this year. I'm, yeah. Yeah, that would be... That'd well, be, if we're going to Canada, I gotta, I've got to get my passport. Well, I just better, got mine last week, You better baby. apply for it quick. Expedite that crap, because I would love to do that for the finals, especially if we ch- have a chance to clinch. i got to be there. Oh, yeah. And that would be awesome to go see a sweet city while we're at it, but that's a side note. Uh, for me, <laughs> I have the Boston Bruins versus the Penguins. And let me tell you, this is a tough decision, because as much as I want to go against the penguins it's difficult but i picked boston over the penguins in the conference to go to the stanley cup finals but that said i i'm still not 100 percent confident just because i have a feeling the penguins are going to show up again look at are you crossing off philly right now (laughs) he's doing it on the spot (laughs) matt is literally editing his little piece of paper as we go are you going to give us an update on your bracket now yeah, go for this, it. This this just in, Matt has officially changed his bracket. And what does yours say? Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I told you I was already shaky anyway, just because it didn't make any sense. So you just changed basically two and, things. Yeah, and stats be darned about having six upsets. Uh there's no way the Penguins are gonna lose the Flyers. Freaking no way. So I've got them going all the way to the conference finals against Boston. So now you have Penguins beating the Flyers, then the Penguins beating the Jackets. Yeah. Okay, so you changed two things, actually. Yeah. Wow. One, okay, and then Penguins going to the conference final. Yeah, that really makes logical sense. That makes more sense to me. That's why I had it. Disappointed um, in you, Matt. <laughs> Disappointed. And I'll, I'll pick Boston over Pittsburgh. I'm going to pick Boston over Pittsburgh uh, six or seven games for sure. That's going to be – that would be an excellent series um, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but then that gets us to the the ultimate question. Who wins the Stanley Cup? And I said the Preds are going to beat the Caps. Oh, my God. You picked the Predators over the Capitals? Got to be a homer. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Look, you got no room to stand on, Matt. You literally just changed your <laughs> Got to be different. So, anyway, I picked the Predators in uh, six games um, just because that's the average. Who knows what actually will happen as far as that's concerned with the home ice advantage. I would love to clinch at home. I would love it for it to be a game five or game seven. But how many goals did you say would be scored? Oh, that's interesting. Uh, I think for the finals, I put 29. I put 29, yeah. Okay, that made sense to me because uh, both teams are pretty high flying. Preds are going to score a decent amount. Boston's going to score a decent amount You know, every other game or something. So it, I, I felt 29 was safe in six games. I may have to adjust mine. I said 20. Ooh, that's pretty low. Well, if I it might, goes, if it I goes might to jump five, at, I might if, jump at twenty-five. If it goes to five games, then I'm feeling pretty good at your number. But if I'm going off of a a nice six average series, I'm feeling more, better at twenty-nine, which is a little high. But Nashville and Boston are pretty high flying teams, so I, I like where I'm at. And on you got 29. the Preds winning that. I have the Preds winning in six uh, against Boston. Well, twenty-nine goals. You and I link up exactly right. 
on the finals. I have the Preds winning over Boston in six games on 29 goals. I can't believe you're saying this. And, I cannot and believe you're saying this. as much as it, I did not want to pick the Predators because I don't want to be a homer because you guys are homers and I have to balance out the force. You're kind of becoming a homer. No, no, no way. No, no, no. But the reason why I had to pick the Predators, the, the key part of my bracket right here. I didn't pick the Predators last year, by the way. I had them going to yeah. the conference finals. Well, the key reason to my entire bracket is this President's Trophy stat. So from what I saw in the last 20 years, I know – it's been going a little longer, but in the last 20 years, the President's Trophy winner wins 20% of the Cubs. So even a little bit lower. You could take it over a larger amount of uh, time, and it goes a little bit up. But 20% of the time, which means in the last 20 years, there has been four President's Cup winners who have won the Cup. And did you do you know how often that happens? Not just 20% of the time, but it happens in the last 15 years. It happens every five years. Yeah. Did you know it's been five years since the last one happened? What? <laughs> Did you know it was five years before the last one before that? And Let five years before no that? No way. Let me guess. Five years ago, it was Chicago. It was Chicago. Oh, my God. In 2013. Oh, my God. Then five years you prior, just me in 08, it was the Red Wings. No way. And then five years before that, it was Detroit. It's again. meant to be, baby. So this time, five years from 2013... It's due. It's destiny for Nashville to oh be my the next God. President's just Trophy blew my winner freaking mind right to here win the Stanley Cup. He just used. Oh my God, the stats. <laughs> this so, is fantastic. So there it is. Based you on have averages, it. historic like histor- history repeats itself. Re- yes, exactly. History repeats itself, and historically, it is it is time for it to happen again. So I will pick the you heard it here they're the sta- because they're the President's Cup winner. You heard it here first on Music City Gold. Matt has correctly predicted. <laughs> The Stanley Cup Finals champion, the Nashville Predators, which is crazy because I didn't think Matt would pick the Predators. Um, I try to be, even though I am a home, you know, homebody, um, I try to be as logical as possible, and that's why the last two years I have not picked the Preds to win the Cup. The last two years, well, I'm the same way. I didn't pick them the last two years to win either. Um, so this year, I I honestly think if you look at the team compared to last year, we're built to win. We are. Um, we have the depth. We still haven't been playing without Yarncroak, and we still have Tovenin on the sideline. <laughs> so to have that much depth, most teams would kill for it, um, and we definitely are the deepest team. So if we do have a couple injury, injuries along the way, we can plug in some players without them being from Milwaukee. So that makes Matt happier, and I'm sure that yeah. probably also factored in a lot. Yep. But, boy, let me tell you, I'm excited. But it starts tomorrow, guys. I mean, the Predators don't play tomorrow, but... I get to watch playoff hockey tomorrow. I'm excited. It has been three days. It's still too long. Yeah. I'm ready. So, wow. What an excellent episode. I love all that speculation. And then it's just all going to come tumbling down tomorrow when all of our picks lose in the first game. So, and all of us are laughing and cutting back and forth with each other. So, Well, one funny note to end the episode on is that I don't know if you guys saw this, but game four of the Devils and Tampa Bay series is actually going to be on the Golf Channel. And yeah, I was re- uh, people are pretty salty about this online. I get how the fans, you know, don't want to say they want to see it on a primetime NBC station or whatever, but I thought it could be a bonus because hey, during intermissions we could cut scenes of the Blackhawks on the golf course. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll give you that. That was a good joke. Way to end the episode. Guys, this has been a great episode. I just love the speculation. Matt, there's there's $5 still on this table up for grabs the wager has already been set forth brackets have changed they've been just shot to pieces on the field that was the uh the bracket war field for music city gold 
And uh, I'm just super excited, and it is playoff time. I got to post a picture of this money on on our account because this is great. And be sure you tell people why it's being posted on there too. So, oh yeah, for sure. So, Kyle, how about you close this out? Can do. Well, guys, this has been our playoff edition of Music City Gold. If you like the show, you can find us at Music City Gold on Twitter. You can find me at Kyle Hancock. Daniel can be found at C Dan Drum, and Matt can be found at Matt Bain Thirty One. Like we said at the beginning of the episode. It's the best week of hockey. Playoffs start. Our brackets are going to be up in flames probably within a couple days. First game. First game. Guarantee it. Best week of hockey, though. That being said, this has been Music City Gold. We're part of the Penalty Box Radio Network. You guys have a great week, and we'll see you on the ice. <laughs>